0: Well, this is our freedom series, and uh, this is um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'm going to read that to you first, just to give you an idea uh, of where we're going tonight. It says in 2 Corinthians three sixteen to 18, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And I really believe that God wants us to know and understand that His Spirit is moving in the house. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What the secret of this message is, is when we want freedom, we have to find the Spirit. Wherever the Spirit is, there is freedom. What we look for is freedom, and then we look for the Spirit. But we need to find the Holy Spirit, and then we will find freedom. Amen? And so, this, uh, tonight's message is called Ambassadors of Freedom. You know, um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 20 to 21 says this, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You know, um, this is a story I've told perhaps a hundred, perhaps a thousand times. But I'm sure there are people here that haven't heard it. And uh, so I'm going I'm to run this one by you one more time. But I just believe it is a critical point. that We need to understand that, that we are ambassadors of Christ. And when um, we started this church in, in uh, the 3rd of March, 1996, God led us on a journey. We ended up signing a contract on a building down at the harbour and uh, it was a contract that we signed that was a pound a year rent but it came with a hundred thousand pound a year council rates business rates bill so you can imagine that when I knew the contract I was like well as a church you can get you can often get these zeroed by the council but you've got to negotiate it after you sign the contract and if you get the negotiations wrong you get the bill and uh, so you can tell this a very risky strategy. And so I'm praying about this and my first reaction was, don't be a dummy, don't sign the deal. And, uh, but i just praying and while I was praying, I remember just praying, on my, I was sitting at the dining table. I remember it as clear as um, it was yesterday. I was sitting there and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I give you permission. And that's a great feeling. That's, it's like, uh, well, if God gives me permission, it's okay for me to sign the contract. So I phoned up the uh, solicitor. We, um, we did the deal, uh, signed the contract, and we moved. And then, of course, we got the bill. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I have a bill for £100,000. I don't have any money so it 's kind of awkward right you 've got a hundred thousand but I mean, how many of you ever had a bill of a thousand pounds and no money it 's a worry isn 't it it 's like yeah or even five in fact if you 've got no money it doesn 't matter how big the bill is it 's a worry isn 't it it 's like you know so to so at some point at some point the bill gets so large. It's just ridiculous you know what are you going to do and so I'm thinking to myself what are they going to do I haven't got the money so um, here I am I don't have the money but I have a bill it's sitting on the side now here's the problem God gave me permission to move in I heard him speak to me but here's the thing he didn't speak to the head of the finance department of Aberdeen City Council and tell them he had given me permission to move in And the reason why God didn't tell the head of the council, it wasn't his job to tell him. It was my job because I'm the ambassador representing God and I was the one who had to represent God in such a fashion that the head of Aberdeen City Council would see me and have favour upon the work that I'm doing and get that bill counselled. And that was the deal. And so... You know, I remember it took us three months uh, and we came uh, that close to the council taking action against us for non-payment and I would, I would we got a bill and then we got a reminder and then we got another reminder then we got a very angry reminder uh, and then we got a, a reminder that was in flames it just constantly burning you know and uh, then we got a reminder with, with uh, large heavy people attached to it and uh, so it kind of went on they got a sort of list of reminders of, of non-payment and what I had to do is I had to speak to those reminders and say to them you can't speak to me God has given me permission to move in. I had to tell the bill to be silent. Because here's the thing. There are many issues in your life. They are speaking to you. And they are telling you that you are, you are sick. You have failed. You can't break through. They are telling you and you're reminding you of the history of your past failures. You know I believe that the, the greatest enemy of our lives... Um, is is the um, ability to remember what we failed in the more we remember our failure the more we struggle to believe god for our future because we 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 quickly forget our victories and we, we, we hold to more value the, the failures of our life. We lift them up and we hold them more valuable and we remind ourselves more quickly how often we fail rather than recounting the great victories we found in God. And we have to understand we are ambassadors for Christ and as an ambassador that means that we are the ones, the mouthpieces for God, on God's behalf. An ambassador is sent to a nation, and they in that nation they represent the king uh, uh, the, uh, of a nation, they represent the government of that nation, and as an ambassador they are the mouthpiece for the nation. If somebody wants to know why a nation is doing something, whatever is going on in that country, the, the government of that place will send for the ambassador, and the ambassador must tell them, must give them a report, of what is going on. And the Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. And so we have to understand if we are going to minister the Spirit of the Lord and we're going to see God move in our lives, we've got to get a revelation on what it means to be ambassador. Do you know, I think that the, um, the greatest struggle that we often have in life, the thing that often lets us down is the way we consume Christianity. We are a consumerist society. We go to the shops and we consume clothes. We go uh, to the supermarket and we consume food. We consume plastic bags. We consume. We just consume. We are consumers and we have to. uh, This um, British Isles cannot produce enough Stuff for the 65, 66, well, how many million people live in this country now, that they can't, cons- can't create enough stuff so they have to import it from around the world just so that we can consume it. We live by consuming things. We consume good stuff, bad stuff, whatever it is. We just got to get it and then we got to get it again. We get a car the moment you get it. If you've ever bought, had the privilege of buying a new car, it's a great feeling. But I want to tell you, it doesn't last very long. It only lasts about six months. It lasts as long as you get, the, until you get the first scratch. That's how long it lasts. And then you're like, hmm. You're driving. You're very proud of your new car. Driving around. Oh, I've I've got the new car. Look at the number plate. And uh, you're driving around. And then you scratch it. No, you didn't. You know? Yeah. It's a new car with a scratch. And it's like. And now you're looking at somebody else go past with their. And your car goes. You've got the new number. But now your number plate isn't new anymore. Somebody else has a newer number plate. (laughs) Git. I was flash once now I've got an old car so we consume cars Um, it's quite amazing how much money we're prepared to lose in the devaluation of vehicles so that we can have another new one and actually it's quite ridiculous but there again what are you going to do buy another car. That's what you're going to do. But the fact is, we are consumers. But what happens to our the mindset of our faith is we become consumers of what God can give us. And so what happens is, we we. as I was saying this morning, we keep saying, God, come and rescue me. God, come and help me. God, come to my rescue. Here's the problem with that. While God is wants to rescue you. While God wants to help you, He never created you to live in a constant state of being rescued. The whole point about being rescued, being healed, being restored, is meant to be one-time events. Unusual events in our life that get us out of the mess that we created for ourselves. The rest of our life is meant to be ambassadors living in the rulership of the king. It's wonderful to be saved and to be rescued, but it's better to be as a person who saves and rescues. It's wonderful for God to come and set you free, but how much better is it, how much more purposeful and satisfying is it for us to come and step into a place and say... I know that God used me today to set another person free. I know that I was an instrumental part in another person's life as they came and ran after Christ. There are plenty of people that are crying out for help there are not many people who are standing there saying, it's okay. God has touched and anointed my life. I am here for you today that I might be able to minister hope and life over you again. What is it that you're living in? I want to encourage you to church. We are here to set captives free. You know what? Freedom is simply the synchronization of your life with the... Plans and purposes of God. Freedom is the synchronization of your life with the plans and purposes of God. I want to be free. I want to I want to just be fulfilled. I want to have that. But life gets messy, it gets complicated, it gets complex and tricky. You have to negotiate over difficult situations and circumstances. And so what happens is is that we find ourselves in a bit of a mess and we have to come and say, God, I, I don't know which way to go. How many of you have ever been in a position where you kind of just feel confused? God, I, I don't know. I have to, Listen, if you appoint and you feel low because you don't know, I need you to know something. There isn't a person in this room that hasn't felt confused at some point, who hasn't felt confused on many occasions. (laughs) Every single one of us have, including the front row, have, have felt and are probably still feeling sometimes, God, what are you doing? I don't know. But you see, what God wants us to understand is that we need to turn from asking for help into someone who is gifted by faith to give help. That's your purpose. Many people are saying, God, if if you would just help me, if you would just save me. What God wants you to do is to leave aside the things. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. There is, a, there is an authority that comes over your life. You see, when I was speaking to the council, what I needed wasn't rescue. I, I mean, I, was like, I lost a lot of sleep during those three months, I can assure you. Having a bill for £100,000, it didn't really bother me so much if it all went wrong, because I had nothing to lose. I didn't have a house. They couldn't take anything away from me. But I think it would probably mess up our plans of church planting if it all went wrong, you know. The, the future of my whole plans and what God had called me to do, you know, it was all on the line. And, you know, I could go back home with my tail between my legs and my head bowed down. And I don't have a tail, by the way. I, in case you're wondering. Oh my word. you are. And, uh, and uh, so, but, I, you know, I could have just gone... It it could have gone wrong, but God wanted me to lean into Him and be the person who had authority, who said, this is what God has called us to do. What happened when the council gave us authority was the head of Aberdeen City Council came to see us. They came to see us on the day the building was being used, top to bottom. Everyone was in the building. And we had a small church, but... We had a lot of people in the building that day. And he came into the building and he went through every floor to make sure it was being used, five floors. And he came to the, prim- at the, the top floor. It was called, We called it Prayer Mountain. And it's where we used to pray. And we would just pray for the city. We had nothing in it, but we prayed in there. And I would spend hours in that place, just walking up and down, looking across the city, looking over the harbour, and declaring the power of God over our city. And he said, he said, what's in here? What's this for? And I went, this room is full of prayer. This is where we pray for you. We pray for our city. We pray that God will bless and prosper it. And then we pray. And he said, he said, don't worry about the bill. I have never met anybody like you. I don't know whether that was a compliment or whether that... Yeah. I was stupid enough at the time to take it as one, you know. It was only afterwards I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> But God wants you to, he needs you to understand that it takes a different mindset for you to step up and say, I am an ambassador reconciling my life and reconciling the life of everyone around me to get in line with God. I'm not trying to negotiate a deal with God where He rescues me but I'm still living out of sorts with Him. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to sort of do half a deal where I'm trying to not give up on some of the vices that get around my life, but I'm laying it all down and I'm saying, God, I give you my life for I am an ambassador of the Holy Spirit. I am a minister of the anointing and of the presence of God. You've got to understand when Jesus came to the church, He came, it says in Matthew 16, 19, don't put this up, Jane, because I didn't give it to you. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You have to understand that too many Christians spend their life waiting for God to do something in their lives. I need you to understand God has anointed His church to be the ministers of am- and ambassadors of His kingdom. We have authority to move every situation that stands in front of us. If, we, if the mountain is in front of you, we are the ones commanded to move it, not waiting for God to come to our rescue, like some dummy that can't speak, like, like somebody who, who can't see. And, and you see, God comes... To the rescue of those who are blind and those who are deaf, but you're not blind and you're not deaf because you've received Jesus Christ. Now, speak the words that He's put in your life, have the courage to start speaking a different language and start speaking out who He has called you to be. It says in John 20 and verse 21 So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. See, Jesus put power upon the disciples and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then he said, If. In other words if you now speak, whatever you speak, these are the words of authority that represent me. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now when you speak, you have enough power to change your life and change your world. You know that the world around you is shaped by the words that you speak. I wonder how many times you are retaining the disaster and the sins of your own life because you keep confessing them. If you retain the sin, the sin remains. Most of us are not judging anybody apart from ourselves. We bind up our capacity because we remind ourselves of our own failure. We record the disasters of our own heart and we speak it out again and we go, but this is what I did. And what are we doing? We are retaining that which has happened in our life, that disaster, that heartache, that disappointment. And we retain it and it has power to hold you back. It's time to change your confession about who you are. It's time to speak a different language. I remember when I learned how to be a pastor. And I remember looking at this great man of God, a guy, a man called Kevin Dales, the man who changed uh, and built Pastor Ashley. Pastor Ashley Shmira, he's the uh, international president for the INC Network, that's our church network. Uh, He oversees all of the churches around the world. uh, And he's the man that trained me and Cheryl. And uh, the man who trained him is a man called Kevin Dales. Kevin Dales is a great man of the Spirit. And I remember him coming to the training school that we were on. And I remember him just, just teaching us how to speak into the realm of the Spirit. And how to speak over our own lives. And I remember him speaking. It's time for you to speak over your life. And say that you are anointed and called of God. And I remember him walking up and down. Here he is, an older man. There And he was just a big man, but just the age of experience, of setting captives free, of, of, of seeing miracles. And he, there he was, speaking out, I thank you God. I thank you for your presence. I thank you Holy Spirit that you are upon my life. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have anointed me to set the captives free. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that no poverty shall hold me, that no constraint shall restrain me. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I have been anointed to live in the liberty and freedom that you've placed upon my life. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have touched me, that I may live in your presence and know your power. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I am anointed to heal the sick. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I am anointed to set at liberty those who are bound by oppression. I thank you, Holy Spirit, I am anointed. You see, when you speak the words of faith, You change the atmosphere of your life and you begin to put on the crown of ambassadorship that God has spoken over your life. It is not humility refusing to take the title. It is humility accepting what God says about your life. It is humility when Jesus Christ came and He took away your sin. It is humility because what happens with our life is that we don't live in the joy of it. We don't live in the power of salvation because of our rebelliousness and our independence. See, what happens is this. A lot of people are saying, God, set me free from this problem. Set me free from that problem. But you know what? He could take away all of the problems. But the core nature of just being rebellious and independent is the one that caused the problem in the first place. You deal with that you deal with that spirit, you'll deal with everything else. You just get that one nailed. We are all pig headed, independent. People who think too much about ourselves. I'm trying to think of polite words I can say on the stage (laughs) about human nature. (laughs) We know who we are headstrong and when we yield to the anointing of the Holy Spirit And start saying, God, I thank you for what you have given me. I don't deserve a thing, but I'm sure as heck not going to reject it. I'm not rejecting what you say about me because you gave it to me freely. You wouldn't receive a gift from someone and say, well, that's a bit rubbish. I'm not having that. Oh, no, I, I don't like that one. If they've gone out of their way to give it to you, you accept it even if you don't kind of get it god has given us things on our life that we don't get we're like wow well, thank you <laughs> it's like christmas isn't it you know <laughs> grandma gave you a jumper <laughs> why thank you <laughs> you knitted this yourself didn't you yeah <laughs> i'll wear it today <laughs> only today <laughs> But God has shaped things for our life that we don't get because we don't know who we're called to be. But we cannot reject it because He has given it. And so there is an ambassadorship which rests upon you. If you will put it on, you'll discover who you're called to be. You'll discover what it means to speak with life and power. You'll discover what it is to change people's lives. I need you to understand this fact. There is a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit which is building up in this city and just like a wave waiting to break. There is something in the heavenly realm. I'm telling you, it is like... Um, nothing I have felt or seen in the last 20 years of ministry. God is doing something in a new and extraordinary way in this place. Do you know, I'm really excited uh, to be tonight because a very dear friend, Mina, is here. I want you to appreciate Mina. Everyone, give it. She's right at the back. Give us a wave, Mina. Mina has been with us almost from the very beginning. She now lives in Norway. And Amina was our first leader, the first leader to lead uh, the uh, Welcome the Door Ministry and to oversee all of that work. She, she uh, stood, stood with us in those early years and just really pioneered and broke through with us. And, and God has said, it, it, she's hearing these stories. She's thinking, Kev, I've been gone for years. You're still selling this, telling the same <laughs> stories. I'm just <laughs> I'm just dug this old one up man for you anyway <laughs> But I need you to understand something. God is doing something in this house that is a fresh work of His Holy Spirit. He needs ambassadors that will stand up and say, there's a new work going in this place. There is something happening in this place where the Holy Spirit is setting people free once again. Sickness is being driven out of people's lives. Oppression and depression is being removed from people's minds and people's thinking. People begin to see and understand who they're called to be. You see, when the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, everything changes in your perspective. Let me just finish with one more story. When I was baptized afresh with the Holy Spirit, I'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit and I could speak in tongues and minister in words of knowledge. But in 1993, I went to a meeting that Pastor Ashley was leading never met him it was only the third meeting that he was doing had done in the UK and the Holy Spirit was in the atmosphere it was a revival it was extraordinary and the Holy Spirit touched me touched me in such a powerful way I found myself just one minute standing there and the next minute I was lying on the floor it's what God was doing at that particular time people would receive God and then fall over seems strange now we don't see those signs but that's what the Holy Spirit was doing at that time and I remember this mighty just roar inside my you know, I was just like God oh. and I came out of that meeting going what just happened what was what was God what, I mean was that I mean I knew it was God but could I explain it could I justify it could I kind of rationalize it? You can't fit God in a box. But something had shifted in my thinking. I went to work the next day. And I couldn't stop thinking about God. Pop songs were playing on the radio. Pop songs sound like an old person, don't <laughs> they? <don't I? laughs> they play pop these days. And uh, I was listening to Radio 1, just... Just the music of the day. <laughs> Sound even worse now, don't I? <laughs> Deacon Blue was playing, and uh, <laughs> and all I could do was sing praise to God over the song. Didn't matter what the tune was. What came out of my mouth was praise. Didn't matter. Michael Jackson, praise came out, and God filled my heart and my life. Everything, I saw God in everything I did. God filled my world. He filled everything that Cheryl and I did. Suddenly the perspective of a challenging business environment shifted because the Holy Spirit was there. It didn't just last a day or a week or a month. It changed my world and my life. That revival atmosphere lasted for maybe two or three years of intensity just God in every corner of your life. I need you to understand this wonderful fact. When God fills you, He changes you. He gives you a liberty and a freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Holy Spirit, come into this room, I pray. I pray, Holy Spirit, will you do a new work in our midst? Let your wave crash over us. We lay aside every thought, every opinion, every attitude. We lay aside every misgiving, every fear. We lay aside all of our issues and problems, our demands, our conditions that we've placed before you, we lay it aside and we say, Holy Spirit, this is your church and we are your people. Holy Spirit, you are the wonderful Spirit of Jesus Christ. You are the Spirit who comes from the Father and leads us into reconciliation with God. Holy Spirit, Fill us again that we might find our true purpose and identity. Synchronize our life in step with yours. Blow in this place again, I pray. Move. Wonderful power.